Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Greetings and salutations. Welcome, welcome everyone to Faith Inspired Expressions. I am your host, Enigmatic Mahogany, and we're about to get this thing started. Faith Inspired Expressions, willing to do just about anything. I'm addicted, can't you sense? I need it like my body needs air. Stand in between it, if you dare. Satisfied with nothing less. The mic you have got to bless. Each stanza infiltrates, taking me away from the sinful state. My worries begin to cease. But tonight, we will share our peace through faith-inspired expressions. You will get your peace. Start your week off right. In darkness, allow faith-inspired expressions to be your light. Come on now, you, you know you need your fix. I, Enigmatic Mahogany, am your pusher, overdosing you on faith-inspired expressions. And that is that peace, everyone. I want to ensure that I am able to bring my dynamic guest on. We attempted to do this show a little while back, I say probably back in October, but unfortunately it would not allow for the recording to happen. So with that being indicated, we want to do a take two because there's a powerful message that will be presented this evening. The thing about it is a lot of times people think about February as the month of love. And, you know, it makes your heart ponder and putter a little bit. But also we have to speak about the reality of love and things that happen in the name and voice of love. So I want to make sure to give the opportunity to bring this show back. This show is entitled A Daughter's Heart because we're going to speak of a daughter's heart. In October, we were speaking to domestic violence. And tonight we're going to bring awareness to that once again. But on top of that, we want to speak about the love that is felt even when a very close loved one is gone. I do want to give a big shout out to Black IC over there at POET Radio. We love him to life. Four-time award-winning on the airways. This show could not be possible without him. So I want to thank him because he is our CEO, leader, and indeed I can have the ability to call him my brother. So I thank him so very much. Before we bring Crystal in this evening, and I see everyone chiming in, calling in, and I appreciate you all. With tonight, like I said, we want to make sure that we're talking about the heart, matters of the heart, shall I say. And tonight I actually have hand-selected a piece that I thought was very becoming for this show. And it's called, I Got Flowers Today, dedicated to battered women. I got flowers today. It wasn't my birthday or any other special day. We had our first argument last night, and he said a lot of cruel things that really hurt. I know that he is sorry and didn't mean to say the things he said because he sent me flowers today. I got flowers today. It wasn't our anniversary or any other special day. Last night, he threw me into a wall and started to choke me. It, it seemed like a nightmare. I, I couldn't believe that it was real. I woke up this morning sore and bruised all over. I, I know he must be sorry because he sent me flowers today. I got flowers today. It, it wasn't our anniversary or any other special day. Last night, he threw me into a wall and then started choking me. It, it seemed unreal, a nightmare, but you wake up from nightmares. And I woke up this morning sore and bruised all over, but I know he's sorry because he sent me flowers today. I, I got flowers today and, and it wasn't Valentine's Day or any other special day. Last night he beat me and threatened to kill me. 
makeup and long sleeves didn't hide the cuts and bruises this time. I couldn't go to work today because I didn't want anyone to know, but I know. He's sorry because he sent me flowers today. I got flowers today and it wasn't Mother's Day or any other special day. Last night he beat me again and it was worse than all of the other times. If I leave him, what will I do? How will I take care of the kids? What about money? I'm afraid of him, but I'm too scared and dependent to leave him. But he must be sorry because he sent me flowers today. I got flowers today. Today was a special day. It was the day of my funeral. Last night he killed me. If only I had gathered the courage and strength to leave him, I could have received help from the women's shelter, but I didn't ask for their help. So I got flowers today for the last time. This was a poem written by Paulette Kelly, copyrighted in 1992, all rights reserved to Paulette Kelly. So with that being stated, everyone, I share that piece from 1992, but that is still happening, still going on today. Once again, everyone, if you're just now tuning in, you are now a part of Faith Inspired Expressions, and I am your host, Enigmatic Mahogany. Tonight, we have the heart of a daughter, a daughter's heart. Our special guest this evening will be Miss Crystal Williams. I will be bringing her in, and hopefully we have her on the line this time. I know we've been having a lot of technical difficulties, but by the grace of God, we're going to make it happen tonight. Hello, Crystal. Are you there? Yes, I am. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Crystal. Once again, thank you so very much for taking time out of your schedule to join us back on the airwaves here at Faith Inspired Expressions. It seemed like we were having some hiccups today, but I believe it was because we had another show that was impromptu right before this show. Typically, this is the only show on Sundays, but due to Super Bowl, you know, they had to do an impromptu, talk about the game, but we are in there now. So once again, my apologies for the delayed start this evening. My apologies as well, once again, for the recording not happening last time. Everything is showing me that it is live streaming and that it is recording. So that is a very, very good thing. Please let me know because I know that there are other callers on the line. Crystal, I see in. If they start messaging you saying that they can't hear, please let me know because I want to make sure that we're attacking anything as it's happening. But I believe everything should be clear. Now, of course, Crystal, I had the wonderful pleasure of getting to hear you back in October and having an amazing dialogue. But for the individuals on the line that did not have that privilege, did not get that opportunity to be able to speak to Crystal, talk to Crystal, and also hear about the lovely, lovely life of your mother, I'd like to first give you the opportunity just to kind of speak to who you are and what you're doing currently, Crystal. Um, <clears throat> sure. Um, yeah, my name is Crystal Williams. I'm 38. I just celebrated my 38th birthday um, in December. Um, I have three beautiful boys. They are 16. 14 and 12. Um, I have one sister and one brother. Um, I currently work from home. Um, I just try to be the best mother, the best person that I can be day by day. I'm not perfect, but I try my best to be uh, the best that I can be each and every day. And that's all we can do, Crystal, you know, so I appreciate you continuing to do everything that you are and being a prime, wonderful example for those three young kings that you're raising. So I'm sure that they are very proud to have you in their lives. Once again, everyone, we are going kind of back 
to October, but domestic violence happens every month, not just October. We just simply provide awareness in the month of October. So I'd like to kind of give us the opportunity before we get into domestic abuse, tell us about your mother just as a person, as you remember her mothering you and nurturing you throughout the years, before we get into unfortunate things that did happen regarding domestic abuse as you witnessed as a child. Most definitely. Um, um, just to give you a, a little fact, um, tomorrow will mark, February the 8th will mark 30 years that my mother has been gone. So having this show the day before that was really um, just kind of a, a little shock. Um, a little reminder to let me know that tomorrow will make 30 years. Um, my mother, <laughs> um, very strong woman. Uh, my mother was a very fun woman. My mother believed in living life. She loved to laugh. Um, I remember her playing with my cousins when we were younger and um, making them laugh. I remember sitting at the kitchen table with her, uh, with my brother uh, and sister and myself. We would sit at the kitchen table with her, and we would laugh. Um, she would try to make us spit out our food um, as a game uh, by making funny faces at the table. Um, my mother was a giver. Um, my mother loved the Lord. She loved to go to church. She loved to sing. Um, I can still hear her voice as far as singing uh, from time to time. Um, my mother was just a very vibrant woman. Um, She's she did all she could to help others. Um, even in her situation, she tried to help her relationship, her marriage. Um, but you can't help all people. Um, and I guess with her not being able to help her relationship, the Lord helped her and called her home. And I thank you so very much for sharing those characteristics about your mother, because unfortunately, like you said, he did call her home, but she was a person before then, and you all had very fond memories, and to be able to hold on to her singing, and I know that definitely has to bring you peace, and I had no idea, Crystal, that tonight was the night before, so I, I'm just completely honored that you even took the time to be on at this time to ensure that you were able to celebrate her life, provide awareness, and she will continue to live through you for many, many years to come. So I am very thankful once again, and that makes this night even more special to me that you chose to come on the day before the anniversary. Now, as stated before, domestic violence, it happens all over. And a lot of times people look at it and they don't think it's domestic violence unless it's physical abuse. But domestic violence happens on so many different levels. And I think it's very important that people realize that because I want this show to be able to radiate to them, letting them know that they're maybe going through domestic violence and not even know it. Just to kind of speak a few statistics here, on average, nearly 20 people per minute, 60 seconds, y'all, are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. During one year, this equates to more than 10 million people. What's also very key to remember, a lot of times I know they speak about women getting abused. However, physical abuse, domestic abuse happens to males as well. Um, now, more so in women than men, but it does happen with men. Just to kind of give you some background, one in four women 
will encounter domestic violence. However, one in seven men will experience domestic violence by their intimate partner and at some point during their lifetimes. At least five million acts of domestic violence occur annually to women aged eight years and older with over three million involving men. So it's very real and something that we need to be aware of, something that we need to try to stop if we can. I will be sharing the domestic violence hotline number throughout the show, but I definitely do not want to take away this evening from the celebration of Crystal's mother. So Crystal, take us back years ago when the abuse initially began, not necessarily to her demise or her passing, but when it all began and did you see those warning signs as it was happening? Um, I never saw any warning signs. Um, we lived with my grandfather for a very short time. Um, and um, while we were living with my grandfather, my mother came and picked us up one day um, to let us know we were moving back home with her um, and that she had gotten married. Um, at that time, um, we had not met the met him yet. Um, I think we, I don't quite recall if we met him the same day, or I'm, I'm not sure. Um, it's kind of fuzzy in some areas. Um, when we finally met him, he he looked as if he was, you know, he looked older. Um, he looked he you know looked like he was a a guy of stature, you know, that um, wanted a family from the outside that. You know, clean cut guy. Um, looked like he, he looked like he had money. Um, starting off, he was nice. He, we didn't really say much to him. He really said nothing much to us. Um, he would just try to get us. Um, his, I guess, his way of humor or try to get comfortable with with us with was he would sing like these old songs. He would sing all the time. He would sing these songs, and we didn't know what those songs were, but I think that was his way of trying to get us to communicate with him or to, you know, to try to just, I guess, entangle ourselves to try to get to get to know him. But, I mean, we weren't raised like that. I mean, um, so <clears throat> we really didn't say much to him. Um the first um, time I remember of abuse was um, living here in Madison, Alabama, uh, on a road called Seagulls Road. Um, we lived there for some years. Um, it was a house right across from, actually, from his son. So our, 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 his, his son's backyard and our front yard touched. Um, we also lived next door to his ex-wife, um, who babysat mm. us sometimes. Um, oh, wow. And uh, the abuse started, um, I guess, then. Um, I would hear my mom crying or screaming from outside. We were usually outside. She would usually send us outside when she knew something was about to erupt because she didn't want us to be in the middle of it. Um, sometimes late at night, I would hear my mom crying, and I would hear stuff being knocked over um, and rumbles, and it would scare us. Um, me and my sister and my brother, we would just cuddle up together and we would pray. Um, and we would pray that, you know, that our mom would be okay. Um, we, from before then, before we moved on Seagulls Road, I think we lived in, a, um, in an apartment complex 
um, where he beat my mother so badly, uh, he almost took her leg off. I remember going to um, a house where three guys lived, and I remember them trying to um, shelter us or keep us happy by um, letting us play with their iguana. They had this big, huge iguana in this cage, and they were trying to distract us that way. Um, so my mother, the, the other guy, um, was trying to bandage my mom up and, and waiting on the paramedics, and she was just crying and screaming. And I, I, at the time, I was small. I didn't really know. I knew my mother was hurt, but I didn't know to the extent. Um, he he almost took her leg off that day, severed it. Um, I do remember that. Um, we going back to Seekers Road. Like I said, we lived there a short time um, for a, 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 a amount of years. Um, just to let everybody know, my stepfather was a pastor who had his own church. Um, and his church was actually walking distance from our home. Um, we went to his church. His entire family not only went to that church, every, everybody resided in that area. So his sisters, his, his sisters lived, his son lived, his ex-wife lived. They all lived. We all lived in this one area. Um, <clears throat> My mother actually became best friends with one of his family members um, up until her death. She, you know, did not agree with what he did and how he lived, and she would help us a lot um, with getting help, getting away, um, hiding out, um, getting us to our grandmother's house if we need, need be. Um, after that, we end up moving to Tanner, Alabama. Um, my mother and my stepfather purchased a house there. I remember my mother being excited about that house uh, because she was able to fix it up. My mother liked to create. She liked to uh, to decorate. Uh, and I'm somewhat like her in that way. I like decorating. I like cleaning. Uh, <clears throat> I remember her putting up wallpaper in that house and singing and humming and just so happy that she, you know, to her it was, beginning a new life, beginning things anew. Um, and that was short-lived. Um, I remember the night before my mother passed, um, I worked on a project with her, and I'm sorry if I get emotional because it's very um, bringing more memories now than it did before because tomorrow will mark 30 years. But I remember having that last project with her. Um, I had a... Um, project that I had to present at school and I remember her helping me with that project and she came up with this good idea of at the time she put some she said this is going to be your salt water and she put salt in a little sandwich bag and um, you know put it in the water and um, we made fish and we put glitter on the fish and she said you're gonna have the best project ever you this is going to be great you're going to get the best grade she was like you, you know you make sure you talk about it very well She's like, and when you come home, I can't wait to hear about your grades. Um, not her not knowing it. I'm not knowing. That was my last time seeing her. Um, um, by the time that we got to school, um, I wasn't there but maybe like an hour. Um, a police officer came to my classroom, and he told my teacher that he needed me to come out. 
I'm not knowing anything going on. I'm thinking, oh, my God, a police officer is here. What have I done? Right. Um, he grabs my hand, and he's and he's really sweet. Never that, He was really tall to me. I'll never forget that. And um, he grabbed my hand, and he was so nice, and he talked to me the whole way. Farther, a little farther down, my sister came out, the, uh, out of her class. And she was looking at me, you know, we're looking at each other all confused. And, you know, he, he's holding both of our hands on each side, and he's talking to both of us. We walk into the office. It felt like forever walking to that office. Um, we finally get to the office, and um, um, my aunt was in there, my great aunt, my grandmother's sister. And she was in there. She was crying. Um, and the principal was wiping his tear. He was, he was wiping his eyes. And I was like, oh, my God, something's really, you know, I'm thinking something's wrong. Um, and my, we sit down, me and my sister sit down in the same chair, and we hold, our, we hold hands. And um, my aunt said, I have something to tell you, you guys. And uh, she said, I'm sorry to tell you. She said, uh, baby, um, your, your, mother, your mother is gone. Your mother, she's not coming back. Your stepfather killed your mother, and she's gone. And um, we, it was surreal, um, unbelievable. Even after she told me that, I didn't believe it um, at all. We got in the car, I still didn't believe it. Matter of fact, I remember saying to my uncle, we got in the car, we're going to my mama, right? We're going to see my mama, right? And she, she just cried. <clears throat> um, and I remember her taking us to my grandmother's house. And all I could hear was, as soon as I opened the door, was a bunch of wailing, crying, sadness. Um, I will never not unhear that. I still hear that to this day. It was just sadness in that house. And I could hear my grandmother saying, my baby, she's gone. My baby's gone. Um Still not believing. And I remember on the way there, memory of my sister talking to herself while we're in the car. I could, I remember looking at my sister and I remember her talking to herself, like talking herself out of sadness, trying to protect herself, trying to persuade herself, this is not what's happening. My mom, we just saw our mama this morning. That's what we're thinking. Still didn't believe it. It was, I, I, I still didn't believe it. Um, the whole amount of time, uh, we never went back to that house. I never saw the house again after that day. Um, as the week went on, as days went by, you know, we started seeing things of reenactments on the news. At that time, nothing like that really never happened. So it was a big story. Um, stuff started coming out a little at a time. His family was coming out. His nieces were coming out about things that he had done to them while they were young. And um, I later found out that I didn't understand why his wife walked with a cane. He had a cane from the whole duration of, that we, you know, known her, uh, her being our neighbor. We later found out that she was on that cane because he broke her hip. She had a hip replacement. So he abused her as well, um, but she got out of it. Um, it just was something I thought 
was a total nightmare. Every day, day in, day out, going to school, the news would try to talk to us. Um, there were some days we couldn't go to school because of that. Um, it was just an awful time. Um, I remember um, the day of my mother's funeral, um, of my mother dressing me and my sister so pretty. We had on white lace dresses. We had on lace hats. Um, I remember stepping out on the porch of my grandmother's house, and I've never seen so many people at, to get ready for a funeral. I have never. It was, there were people everywhere. The street was completely blocked. You could not turn on that street at all to go anywhere. Um, and at that time, some people still do it to this day. At that time, our my family believes in bringing the body home one more time. And uh, I remember them bringing my mother's body in, um, to the front of the house to get ready for the car lineup. And I remember walking to the family car, and I looked at the car, and I looked at my sister, and my uncle was holding my other hand. And I said, is that my mama? And my uncle started crying, and we got in the car. Um, and on the way to the church, it felt like days of us getting there. It just, it, it was just so slow, and, and then the line was so long. Um, and we finally got there. I remember walking to the entrance of the church, and I could see my mother's body from the entrance. And I didn't believe that was her. The whole way down the aisle to her casket, my, I remember my grandfather picking me up once we got to the casket. And I looked at him, and I said, that's not my mother. She was unrecognizable to me. She was so swollen, um, lifeless. Um, I remember her wearing a light blue dress with a light blue corsage. Um, she looked peaceful. She just didn't look herself. Um, and it's hurtful. This is not for pity. I'm not sharing my story. For anybody that's listening, it's not for pity. This is to help women out there because this is so real. <clears throat> and it not only affects the children, it affects the family. It affects not only for a short time, it affects for life, for the rest of your life. This happened when I was about eight or nine years old. I'm now 38 years old, and it still affects me to this day. Um, it's not of the – it's part of – the manner of the way my mother died violently, but a lot of it is because she has three grandchildren here that she will never see. She never got to see grow up. My mother never got to see me walk down the aisle. My mother never got to see me go graduate from high school or go to my first prom. And it wasn't that she didn't care about us. It was that, that she her heart was so big and she cared so much for others, that she cared so much for this man, even that he hurt her. She thought that with God, she could bring him out of that. Some people are sick, and you can't help them. And it's okay to walk away, but I think she didn't want to walk away because she felt as though she could really help him. Um, 
and just to think that this happened 30 years ago, it plays in my head on this day every day as if I'm reliving it over again. Every February 8th, I relive this. And I just thank God that he's brought me through it enough that I'm able to live. Um, I'm not out here doing any and everything, you know, <clears throat> to myself, to damage myself. I'm able to have it as strength. It gives me strength each and every day. Because if I don't remember anything about my mother, I do remember she was an awesome mother, great mother. She took care of us. We never went out looking bad. And I try, I try to this day to be as best as she was with my children. If I don't remember anything else, that I do remember. She was a great mother to us. She wanted us to be the best we can be, and I pray that she's looking down on us and she's happy with where we are in life today. And I'm sure she is, Crystal, and I, I thank you so very much for also bringing to the forefront that it's sometimes because we love someone so much that we're willing to go through agony, we're willing to go through pain. And that is why I felt it very important without even knowing tomorrow's date with February being celebrated as the month of love because there has to at some point be a realization that love does not hurt, love is not painful, and it is okay to walk away. A lot of times I see individuals stay in relationships, especially when they have children, because they don't want to be a single parent household, they don't want that individual out of their lives, but at the end of the day, sometimes the best decision to make even for the children is to leave because I realized, like you said, your mother, she tried to have you all go outside or sometimes you all were back in your rooms where you could not actually see what was going on, but you could still hear it. And it, it scared you. And I'm glad that you mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, how you said that you and your siblings came together and prayed. And to be able to have that root and that foundation at such a young age is very powerful. So that speaks to the type of mother that you did have. And I believe you said on the last broadcast, her name was Angie. Is that correct? Yes, my mother. My mother's name was Angela. Yes. Yes, ma'am. I, I thought I remembered correctly. We want to celebrate Angela. And I am sure that she is definitely looking down on you and extremely proud of the woman that you have become, the strength that she is embedded in you that continues. So we have to realize men, women, younger, older generations, love is not going to hurt you. Love is not going to abuse you. And a lot of times love is when it comes to the abuse factor, it's a cycle. And you kind of spoke to it, Crystal. You said with the previous individual where he had someone end up getting a hip replacement. It's usually not a first time, but a lot of times we try to ignore those warning signs or sometimes we try to rub it up under the table and things of that nature. But we have to realize we have to step out. We have to ensure that that person is exposed. Unfortunately, it led to the passing of your mother. I know that she tried to hide so much from you and your siblings, Crystal, but was there ever a time where she took you all to the side or maybe even when you all may have asked questions like, mom, what was going on or what happened or why is daddy acting like this? Was that ever a conversation that any of you all had to have with your mother? Um, no, I think a lot of it was um, my mother died when she was 27. So I think a lot of it was 
um, her just pretty much just trying to be the best mother that she could and shelter us and protect us as much as she could as being, you know, a young mother. We No, we never really sat down and had conversation about it. I think her, the most important thing for her was to shelter us from it and keep us out of danger, out of harm's way. Um, so we spent a lot of time at my grandmother's house, um, you know, and, you know, after a few days or a week or so, or we would go back home, um, and it would start all over again. Um, but I think her, it, it, she really was trying to, I think she really thought that she could help him out of it. Maybe she felt like she could love him a different way to stop him from being that way. Or um, I think a lot of it was, too, that she wanted maybe for the our, us to have a two-parent home, you know, to have a mom mm-hmm. and um, But to answer your question, no, we never sat down and had conversation. I'm sure she did with my grandmother. Um, I'm sure she did with her sisters. Um, but no, not with us personally, no. Got you. And I, I completely understand wanting to shield and protect and trying to keep you as far away as possible from that type of scenario. Now, of course, a lot of times when I speak of cycles, I spoke about the cycle of abuse with him and the previous abuse acts that he had committed. But a lot of times when you witness abuse, it, it kind of makes it hard for you to trust individuals sometimes. It, sometimes makes it hard to realize what love is. So I realize that you now have three young kings or princes, however you want to phrase it, um, that you're raising. How did that impact your love life growing up? Um, it didn't really impact it um, until I kind of lived it myself. Uh, my marriage, I kind of dealt with it myself. And I just... Uh, had to come to realization, hey, you're going through the same exact thing that your mother went through. You know how you felt as a child. Don't make your kids feel the same. And I walked away from that marriage. Um, since then, um, I am in a relationship now. Um, it's, gr- it, it, it's great. Um, it has its ups and downs. But the best thing about it is uh, com- there's communication there. Uh, there is love there. Um, there. There is no fighting, um, not to that nature. Um, and the best thing about it is they loved me through this. They have been there with me through this pain, and it has made me a better person because of that. Um, it's... It, 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 I, I have I have in the past before I got in a relationship, you know, when I see red flags, I didn't go that direction. Um, but um, and I teach my kids that as well. They know to never put your hands on a woman ever. I don't care the situation. I don't care what extent of it that it was that you felt that you wanted to put your hands on a woman. You never do it. You walk away, pack your things, and leave, or get in your car and drive away. But you never put your hands on a woman, ever. I'm definitely got crystal that you had the strength to leave the prior 
relationship that you were in when it became toxic, when it became a realization that, hey, I'm repeating what my mother went through and being able to think back, like, how did I feel? And so now my children are going to feel this way. A lot of times I see individuals get stuck in relationships because that's what they know. They're comfortable. Um, not necessarily that they're happy in it, but they're comfortable. It's what they know. So after leaving that relationship, which is a great thing, a lot of individuals would have said, you know what, to heck with relationships. I'm done. I don't want to be in another relationship if this is how it's going to be. What allowed you to be able to get into a relationship to see what love actually should be. And I'm glad that you brought together some key factors in your relationship, that there is actual love, there is communication. Yes, there's gonna be arguments. Nothing's gonna be rainbow and sunshine every day. But you were able to see yourself to be allowed into another relationship. What did that look like? Was it difficult to see yourself in another relationship? Was it hard trusting him at first? Or how did that work with you and him? Um, it just, no, the friendship first, um, friendship, communication, um, learning one another. Um, I kind of knew that person early on. Um, so it, it wasn't like we didn't know one another. Um, it's just, it, it, it's a different vibe. It's just you just you know when it's right, um, and I I just knew it was right um, from what I had went through earlier on in my marriage. Um, none of that was none of that was presented. Um, the, the the biggest thing I can say that I had not had when I knew that it was different was communication. I've never had anyone intrigued and wanted to hear me, and they wanted to listen, and vice versa. That's important. Communication is very important. Um, and that's what made me realize this is a different avenue. This is something new. This is something that I think I want to um, go. I, I want to, I, I guess to myself, I'm, I want to go down this road. I want to see what the future holds with this. Um, like I said, it, it, it's not perfect, but I'm happy. My children are happy. Um, then before, um, and I think about with what had what could have taken place if I had decided not to not to leave and walk away from my marriage. What would have resulted? Um, even to this day, he and I cannot communicate. It's just, and and that's okay. But you just have to learn how to. Some things you have to learn how to sh just shut off. You can't let it stop you from living your life. You have to keep going. And I decided to just just stop that. That 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 I just had to place a <laughs> a roadblock there. Um, <clears throat> my kids are old, old enough now that they understand, and I don't want to mimic anything that I don't want my boys to mimic positively. So I try my best to be the best woman, to be hardworking, to communicate with my children. I want to know what's going on on their minds because I want them to be able to be open when they start relationships. Um, 
or if they decide to get married, I want them to know, and I don't hide this from them. I think my boys are on air now. Um, I wanted them to listen in. It's because I don't want to shut this out from them. I want them to be able to understand that <clears throat> domestic violence is a real thing. Yes, it happened to me, and it was their grandmother. But I want them to understand the kind of person that she was, even though we talk about it from time to time. But also I want them to know that it's not just me that has dealt with this. There are millions of women who are who are dealing with this. I actually spoke to a woman on the phone the other day, um, a few well, about a month back on my job. I stopped her from going back to her husband. She was about to go back to her husband who was abusive. And I still communicate with her to this day. She'll text me. She'll say, hey, man, the kids are fine. We live with my sister now. I'm just updating you, letting you know what's going on. And that has made, that made my 2020 year, that I was able to keep a woman from going back. Imagine what could have happened if she had gone back to that home. And um, it's just. My passion has always been, my heart has always been, if it just reaches one, then I've done my job. I just want people to really realize that this is nothing that we no longer need to sweep under the rug anymore. You know, especially as black women, as black families, we are raised that what goes in your house stays in your house. That no longer can be. Because what goes in your house and stays in your house may result in death as it did with my family. And I don't want another person to have to deal with that. Tell somebody, get some help. If it's a counselor, if it's a DARE officer, or if it's a, a, a friend you confide in, somebody can help you. You just have to tell somebody. Um, and like I said, my, I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, through everything that I've dealt with, that I'm still able to love and to receive love and to be in a healthy relationship. Um, and um, I, I'm really grateful. I just thank God. Like I said, it's not always, you know, the best, but I'm glad that God chose somebody for me and I for them. Absolutely, Crystal. And I am so very glad to hear of a positive love story coming in at the end. And one thing I want to also make sure that we draw close attention to, Crystal, is because a lot of times we only think about things during certain awareness. You know, a lot of people are probably thinking it's Valentine's Month. Why is she doing a show on domestic violence? But the thing is, like you said, it's the cost of love and what we do for love at some times. And even more importantly now, it's a pandemic within a pandemic. You know, with COVID-19 being here, there are a lot of individuals that are at home. A lot of individuals are not in school. So they're being forced to be around one another. So the number of that domestic violence, intimate partner violence is on the rise. So we need to make sure that we are there to be able to assist. Some individuals are ashamed. They will try to hide the scars, makeup, and long sleeves, all those things. But a lot of times we know, and sometimes it's just a listening ear. Sometimes it may just be giving them the resources that they need. So I want to make sure that we pause right now in this show tonight because there may be someone that's on the line that's going through domestic violence. And I want you to know how to get help. <clears throat> so first, 
always call the crime well text the crisis text line and that's just texting the word home h-o-m-e to the number 741-741 there's also the national domestic violence hotline you can go love is l-o-v-e-i-s to the number 22522 or you can call 1-800-799-7233 once again, that is the word love is to 22522 or calling the number 1-800-799-7233. There's also a website which offers assistance, which is Futures Without Violence. That's futureswithoutviolence.org. This show will be available for recording. So if you did not catch all of those resources, please feel free to replay the show because we want to make sure that not only are we able to share the testimony through Crystal about her mother, Angela, but also to help someone. And like she said, this is not to get sympathy, but this is to be able to help another person and to be able to have the impact that you had on that woman that you spoke of before. That is powerful in itself because had you not intervened, where would she be? what would be going on right now so i think it's very important that we have to be a little nosy now i'm not saying put yourself in harm's way so don't y'all get off the line talking about mahogany said for me to put myself in harm's way but there are ways that you can assist there are ways that you can aid in an individual because we don't want their life to be cut short at the hand of domestic violence at the hands of domestic abuse so we want to celebrate tonight that's why i wanted to make sure that we began the show speaking about all of the positive memories that crystal had with angela because we want you to realize that she was a very strong individual just because you're going through abuse does not make you a weak person at all that is a misconstrued notion just like counseling being a misconstrued notion that individuals that go to counseling are crazy no they're not crazy they just need insight they need another ear another vantage point that sometimes the friends the family members cannot provide for them and being able to be in a positive healthy loving relationship is what's key and the thing about that crystal is your sons will be able to see that and i'm so glad that you decided to share the broadcast with them if they're on the line I, i'm very grateful for that if not by all means the recording will be available for them and that's the thing everyone we have to be transparent we cannot hide and shelter everything that has happened because it is the message that we have that may very well be able to stop that incident from happening again like the old saying goes the buck stops here i can assure you that at this point crystal yes you may have had a situation that you had to encounter but guess what you had the strength to walk up and leave and when you were able to walk up and leave god had something waiting for you on the other side of your trauma on the other side of your pain a lot of people say well why do i go through this well, I can tell you today, Crystal, that you have definitely been a testament to so many women and gentlemen on the line as well. I don't want people to think it's one-sided. Abuse can happen both ways, whether it be male or female. I also want to make sure that although we're speaking to the physical abuse that encountered with Miss Angela, there are other forms of abuse that individuals need to be aware of, whether it be from a mental, emotional, spiritual, verbal, financial, there are so many different levels to abuse. So don't think that you don't need to report it or you don't need to do anything unless somebody physically lays a hand 
on someone because whether it's physical or not, it still has an impact on a person. And as Chris was beautifully put for us tonight, it's not just on the individual, it's on the children and the family. And it's not something that you get over overnight. It's something that sticks with you for your entire life. Here it is 30 years later and the remnants, the residue, the pain from what happened is still on her. To be able to remember the outfit, the white lace, that you had on, remembering seeing your mother and saying, you know, is that her? Because you, you almost didn't recognize her. But her spirit, her spirit is something that you'll forever be able to recognize, Crystal, and her spirit will forever reside in you. So I'm very glad that you are passing that message, not only on the airwaves this evening, but into individuals that you're coming into contact with, whether it be at work or in leisure. So one thing I wanted to ask you, Crystal, because a lot of times, will utilize individuals that have a story such as yours to be able to minister mm -hmm. on a wide scale to other persons. So let me ask you this. I know that you're working intimately with people one-on-one, -on -one, letting them know, but have you thought about possibly doing a woman's group or possibly where you're able to do workshops and things of that nature to kind of just more so provide awareness and letting individuals know that love does not come with pain. Love does not come with violence, love does not come with death at the end of it at the hands of someone else. Um, I'm glad that you asked me that. I actually am going to get to work this year uh, on finishing my book. <clears throat> I'm actually going to steal your title, and I'm going to name it A Daughter's Heart. Um, I am um, trying to um, become a more outward speaker as much as I can be. Um, of course, we're in a pandemic, so that's not always um, available. But I do want to reach out as much as I can here in Alabama and speak as much as I can and educate and give love as much as I can to women that are hurting, who may feel lost, who feel like they don't have a way out. I want to be that person to help them find a way out as much as I can um, and give them or be the strength that they can't be at that time. I just want to help someone out there who's hurting, who's lost, who doesn't feel loved, to let them know that there is a way out. Even if it's by yourself, to be by yourself, it's okay. It's okay to be by yourself. It's okay for, you know, to relearn yourself, especially with being in something so detrimental. It's good to get by yourself and be by yourself to relearn who you are and get your strength back. I want to be that advocate. I want to be that person to help. And I think it's very key that you said to learn who you are, but I would like to add to that, Crystal, of learning whose you are. A lot of times people look at singleness or being alone as a curse, as something that's old, so taboo. But a lot of times God will get you by yourself so that you'll be able to focus on you and not only focus on yourself, but to be able to realize where your help comes from. So it may be very well to build that relationship between you and your heavenly father on a whole nother level that could not occur with the distractions of others. And a lot of times, you know, we may rush into relationships because it looked good, you know, and it may not very well be good for us. So I think there is definitely no wrong in being single. I'm single at the current moment and I'm, I'm in that season and I'm growing within that season. So I, I think that's something to be spoken to and to also realize that at the end of the day, no one can love you truly until you fall in love with yourself. And that's what I had to do. I had to fall in love with myself daily, 
realizing the importance and that I was the gift. And that's what I recommend and encourage all men and women alike to do. Now, I'm very, very excited because I caught what you said. Your book is coming and I'm so looking forward to it. A Daughter's Heart. I'm ready to dig into it as we speak. So please, once you release the book or if you even need assistance with writing the book, um, please don't hesitate to reach out. I would be more than glad to provide a platform once again here at Faith Inspired Expressions. It's kind of like a book release over the airwaves. Even with COVID going on right now, even with individuals masking up the six feet social distancing, there are ways that you are still able to make a powerful impact, Crystal. So I'm sure if you reach out to the different women's shelters, they will allow you to probably do a Zoom meeting. I, I know even in my line of business, a lot of things that we do now are through Zoom as well as Google Meets. Um, so I definitely, if you need assistance there, I'll be more than glad to offer and guide any way that I can. But I believe there's a powerful message within you. There's a testimony that is meant to be spoken, no longer to be caged in. So I'm glad that you're wanting to do something with your message and ensuring that your mother, Miss Angela, will continue to live through the missions that you carry out in life. And that is something to be so very proud of. And I, that's how I know that she is definitely smiling down on you. So I know you had mentioned earlier, I hope that she's looking down and I'm trying to be the best. You're doing everything that you can. And for that, you thank should be commended and applauded. So I thank you thank so you. very much. And like, oh, you're welcome, love. And I'm so very sorry, my apologies on behalf of POET Radio, the entire network for the show not recording last time. Uh, I went back and forth to make sure that we got this one where it would be able to be recorded and we would no longer have this as an issue. So with that being stated, anyone that was not able to chime in live on tonight, they will be able to hear the recording of the show. As always, like I said before, Crystal, once you come over once, so this don't count this time because you've already been here. But once you come once, you <laughs> might as well be family. So you're no longer a stranger. So anytime that you want to express yourself, something off of your heart, off of your chest, this is what this show is for. I made this show available for a variety of purposes, whether it's for poetry and open mic, whether it's for messages and testimonies to be provided, whether it be politicians wanting to have a debate, whatever the case may be, all about positive energy. And that's what we want every individual to leave from this show feeling. I want you to be inspired. I want you to be fueled for the next week. I want you to have the tools and the resources, whether it be to help yourself or to help another, because I'm all about the message of each one, reach one, teach one. So by all means, Please, please do not be a stranger to this network. Do not be a stranger to me as well. Like I said, I'm looking forward to the book. I'm looking forward to the speaking engagements where you'll be able to share the story of Miss Angela and be able to inspire and motivate individuals to be able to leave out of a toxic situation, no matter how comfortable it may be. So tonight, the night before, as your mother went on to be with the Heavenly Father above, we celebrate her, we love on her, and we do that by loving on you. So I wanna give you the opportunity to kind of speak to individuals, whether it be women, men, young or old, your message that you wanna to communicate to them as we are in the month of love, you know, it, it starts with self-love sometimes. 
Absolutely. And I just wanted to piggyback off of what you just said. That is absolutely true. To love someone, you have to love yourself. Love yourself first. You come first. By that, by that, I mean that love is not a fist. Love is not a gun. Love is not a word to make you feel bad about yourself um, verbally. Love is not a knife. Um, love is a hug, a kiss. Love is an encouraging word. Um, it is not okay for anyone for, from a woman to a man or from a man to a woman to put your hand on anyone to express how you feel. That's why we have communication. If communication cannot be presented at that time, then you need to walk away. But you never make a woman feel bad about herself. We all have problems. We all have things going on in our lives. Um, a woman especially, being a mother, um, just dealing with day-to-day, trying to be the best wife or girlfriend that she can be in her household, let alone having to deal with how to love somebody out of a situation that you can't, is not okay. It is not okay. If any woman is out there, please, if I can reach one, if you are in your car, woman, sister, let me tell you, if he is putting his hands on you, if it's hurting you and your children, especially your children, if you love your children, get out. Get out of the situation. Not only can it not result in you losing your life, but something very very well can happen to your children. Get out of that situation. Walk away and never turn back. Yes, the road will be hard on down the line. Yes, it will. But you will thank yourself later. Man, if a woman is putting her hand on you, that is also not right. Walk away from that situation and you never go back. Love yourself enough to move away from that situation and never look back. Love you. Love you. Simply put, you have to love yourself enough to step away. It's time to stop abuse right away. And once again, everyone, the number to call. And this is available 24-7, 365. So don't think, oh, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. They're not going to answer. They're there to be able to aid and assist you. And that's for the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-SAFE, which is 7233. And it is going to be confidential. You don't have to worry about, oh, they're gonna spread my business and anything of that. There is a consent and ethics policy that they must follow. It is a safe place to talk. They're going to want to know, are you taking care of yourself, how you're taking care of yourself. They're going to brainstorm with you because sometimes we can't see a way out. So they're going to be there to help and guide you to make sure that, hey, we're going to get you on the other side of this. We want you to be well. We want you to love you so that you can, in essence, be able to be in a fruitful, healthful, and loving relationship. We have to realize that the power of control has to change. That power must be yours. Take your power back. 
as we end tonight's episode, I want to share a quote by Christine Mason Miller, and that's because I feel like it's right on target with Crystal. At any given moment, you have the power to say, this is not how the story is going to end. Let me repeat that. At any given moment, you have the power to say, this is not how the story is going to end. Crystal made that decision. Crystal witnessed what she witnessed as a child with her siblings. She had an encounter with a relationship. She picked up the strength that her mother had placed in her and walked away because that's not how her story was going to end. The young woman that Crystal came in contact with that was lingering about leaving her husband, she was able to convince her to leave. So that was not how the story ended with that young woman. So to women and men alike on the lines tonight, you have the ability to change your story. It doesn't have to end the way that it's going right now. Take the steps to help yourself. If you have children, realize that they are witnessing it. We need to break the cycle. I go back to that old saying, the buck stops here. The buck stops here. We must stop abuse right away. Once again, everyone, thank you so, so very much for tuning in to Faith Inspired Expressions. I am your host, Enigmatic Mahogany. We thank you, Black ICEO and producer of this amazing network operating for over 10 years. So hats off to Black Ice. Once again, Crystal, thank you so very much for sharing your testimony, okay. your wisdom, the daughter's heart. First edition, because the second edition will be your book. So I am on the lookout <laughs> for the book coming to fruition. I am so excited. I'm just feeling all giddy inside. I, I feel more than the Super Bowl. I'm just excited to hear that you are <laughs> going to allow God to realize you. You know, you're going to be a vessel. You know, sometimes it's easy to ignore the assignment, but the assignment has been placed on you and you are taking full heat. So I appreciate you and I love you. Love you to life for that, sister. For those that do not know as well, during this interim of the passing of family members and things of that nature and scheduling as a mom, you know, that's, that's my first priority with extracurricular activities and school with them. During this time, I did a thing, everyone. Um, I actually utilize the show's title and I've also come out with a book. So this is the first official, I guess you could say over the air announcement, Faith Inspired Expressions is out and available at amazon.com. A lot of times we say, well, how do you get through it? How did you make it through, Leela? Well, I can pretty much say that Crystal and I made it through faith. So step out on faith, make the right move, love yourself. Put yourself first. It's okay to do that, y'all. Put yourself first because no one can love you like you love you. Once again, everyone, it's been a pleasure. You can see us at the same bad place, same bad time next week on Faith Inspired Expressions. Once again, Crystal, love you, love you, love you to the life. I'm sending you air hugs and kisses in this virtual world. And I do pray that you enjoy the remainder of your evening and a wonderful week to you. And Crystal, I will allow you to have the final word. So the last voice you all will hear tonight will be from our special guest, Miss Crystal Williams. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you all today. Um, I'm so grateful and honored to be able to bring present on air, um, online to reach one heart. If I reach one, if I reach 
more than one, I am truly grateful to be able to share my testimony with you all. Um, It was a great pleasure. Um, Know that, you know, I do endure some pain, but God is with me, and I'm just happy to be able to be free and to be able to present my testimony to help someone else. I love you all. Good night, everyone. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.